Rubish! 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 Let me drop the podcast! Talking about movies! Movies! Let me drop the podcast! Talking about movies! talking about a movie this week. Movies. McPickle. McPickle. That's awful. <laughs> What's that? It's, it's a picker. Pickle sandwich. It's a pickle sandwich. It's awful. With cheese. Uh, I see it. yourself a drink. I do. I will. In, in one second. This is JB's Robin Podcast. <sighs> I hope you're in the car. I hope you're in your car. I hope you're enjoying your week. Hope you enjoyed your week because our our podcast come out on Friday. Why Why would you hope that they're in their car? Because it's a drive-in podcast. Oh, oh very oh, good point, Tom. Oh, oh. I don't think there's a drive-in within like a hundred miles of here. Benji's isn't open. Huh? Benji's isn't open. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. If not that one, I don't know about it. I don't know any about any other drive-in. <laughs> uh, drive-ins are. Uh, I think they're more found the, 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 the more common, I should say, in the Midwest nowadays, aren't they? Well, no one wants to be social in the uh, Northeast. Yeah, everybody is still scared to death of. We, we'd rather be locked down. <laughs> we'd rather be locked. Oh no! It, it says that it, it's still open. Alexandria Drive-In is closed. That's in Virginia. That's the next closest. That's the next closest. So there's one in Middle River. That's which in, is um, about twenty miles from here. Yeah, that's a that's a hike. And then, uh, is that the shore driving? That's the Benjis. Benjis, okay. And then the next one is Alexandria, Virginia, which is forty miles from here. And that's in Virginia. Yeah, yeah. Virginia and then is in Virginia. the Alamo Drafthouse Cinema Drive-in, which is fifty-one point four miles from here in Ashburn. Virginia. Also in Virginia. Yes, Can you yes, imagine that these yes, things used yes. to be everywhere? Uh, everywhere. Dude, and there now. was one right up on Route 40. It's where you got your pickle wet. It's a fucking your pickle sandwich. Home Depot now. That's where <laughs> I saw uh, my mom watched. Um, Isn't everything Officer, at Home Depot now? Officer and a Gentleman. <laughs> really? And, I, I w- and she had like a um, uh, station wagon. Mm. So we opened up the back of the station wagon. I was like laying out and watching. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Oh man! So she she was listening to Officer and a Gentleman and watching it on the other screen. No shit. Yeah. And you're watching on a different screen. Yeah. Yeah. That's what little Paul Drogas did. Yeah. Well, it was a nice story. That was a nice story. It's a it's a nicer story than most of the stories I tell on this. It is. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a lot. Story. It's probably There's the best. There's nearly no <laughs> anal rape. In yeah. This exactly. Story. You got a point there. There's nothing <laughs> that would. Almost. Discuss people. <laughs> we appreciate that story, Paul. <laughs> oh, what, whatever. The first kid-friendly episode. Yeah. <laughs> now, Paul ruined that 30 seconds ago about the anal rape. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Uh, good grief. Well, this is a rated R movie, so this can't be our kids' well, episode. Well, hey, at least in New Jersey they can explain that to their kids. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what Uncle Tom does behind the shed? Sorry, Tom. 
Not the same Tom. <laughs> Not to say it's a different Tom. It's a different Tom. There's so many. Tom Peoples. All the Toms. All Except the for this Tom. Except for this Tom, right. Yeah. Right. So, um, we covered... Yeah, what was the last Double movie? Impact. Oh, for fuck's sake. Jean-Claude, their first Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Yeah. Honest, um, Le- yeah. Uh, a preview of next year's action movie March. Of course, we will also return to Steven Seagal as well next year. Maybe we'll do an opposite. We'll do three, three. and then one. Right? That's that's a good idea. Yeah, we gotta keep it real with Steven Seagal. Get our yin and your yang, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. we do. Have they been in a movie together? Yin and yang. I have no idea. That would be the movie, the title of the movie, Yin and Yang. Jean Claude <laughs> and, and freaking I Seagal. Think that they actually have done a movie together, but it's like a B movie that came out in the last ten years. Do they do the expend? Were they in the Expendables together? No, I don't think Seagal. Seagal's did. never been in the Expendables. Yeah. Oh, they didn't let him in. Nope. Van Damme though was he was in the second one. I he was, was he one, one of the of bad them, guys? I, I can't remember. I, I like those movies. I really can't I like them, them too. They were they were good. They were good. I enjoyed Schwarzenegger mostly because I think he was. Governor at the time, governor, or he had just gotten out of the governor yeah. uh, house. Just had his way with another German <laughs> maid. German maid. He was okay, and then he's just Ugly, going brutal. Oh, I know, dude. I mean, holy well, hell! Well, I lost all respect for him when I saw the maid that he slept with. Oh, dude, yeah. she looked like so uh, one of those creatures that we're uh, reviewing next week <sighs> in, in the movie Crawl. Yep, yep, yeah. That's next week, though. This week we're doing the Hudson Hawk. Hudson Hawk. Nope, just. Hudson Hawk. The Hudson Hawk. Hudson Hawk. Hey. But uh yeah, but uh before we get into the Hudson Hawk, let's uh spend at least a minute or two. I mean, I know it's been two weeks since WrestleMania oh. unofficially, but uh yeah. this is our first recording since WrestleMania. Yes. Uh and Jimmy uh was not too pleased. Tom, did you watch WrestleMania this year? No. Sorry. No. Oh, okay. I I mean <laughs> I was privy to comments though. Well, okay, here's here's my <laughs> review. Of, of WrestleMania. Here it goes. I I went back. Okay, I watched the second night on Sunday night. I just I was like, you know what? It's WrestleMania. I might as well watch it. All right. <clears throat> but I did go back and watch the Stone Cold Steve Austin segment from night one. And then I went back and watched um, Cody Rhodes' debut, which I think was about as good as you can get yep. for a debut. That I was agree. That was fantastic. The match was great, too. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching that. I, I thought it was a little bit of a slow build, but it got much better towards the end. Like, I was actually, uh, when they started, and I'm sitting here watching, because I was hyped. You know I was hyped for the Cody Rhodes uh, uh, match. Yes. Um, and I, uh, when they started, I'm like, oh, shit. He's going to start wrestling like a WWE superstar instead of, like, AEW and and Cody Rhodes has done you know the American Nightmare for the last four or five mm-hmm. years, which you know he does some crazy ass shit. Yeah, and it started that there was rest holds. Yes, for the first like four to five minutes of the of the fucking match, and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> oh no, and then out of nowhere, it just kind of kicked into another drive, and it and I, from that point on, that match was phenomenal. I had this image in my mind of you. Watching yeah. this match, okay? You're you're sitting in your basement. Yes. You're kind of on the edge of the sofa, and you've got this gigantic tub of popcorn in front of you. Chips, maybe. 
maybe some chips, okay? Mm. And there's Snacks. there's no light on except for the light from the TV. Right, so if you're right. looking at, at the scene, Paul's on the edge of his sofa, yep. has this popcorn in front of him. Mm-hmm. Only light is coming from the television itself. And then just his stunned like, facial expression of, of just anticipation and depression as he's shoving the popcorn in his mouth, half of it falls to the floor. Mm. So this set this table there for now. Keep it going. Yeah, none of that's true, but um, yeah, dude, it, it 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 kicked into another gear. I really enjoyed the second half of that match. It was it was a great and, match, and I got to be honest, fucking Stone Cold doing a backdrop, doing a, a body slam on concrete, and then proceeding to do two uh, body slams on Kevin Owens up on the top. I mean, that was absurd. It's man. almost sixty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was crazy. Now, I mean, now, granted, if you've watched Sting lately, Sting's done some crazy ass shit lately, and he's what sixty two. <clears throat> I believe he's sixty two. So, I mean, Sting's been doing some crazy shit, like diving off of you know twenty foot you know uh, uh, archways and crazy shit like that. But this is Stone Cold, who's basically more or less. His career was over because of his injuries. Yes, from Seth Rollins. Was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, the bunk- he got hurt with a buckle bomb from Seth Rollins. Yep. I did not know that. Yep. I mean, he already had the the neck issue because yeah. of Owen. Mm-hmm. He had, um, you know, the knees. Both of his knees were shot. Mm-hmm. His back was a fucking problem. Mm-hmm. So, but w- one way or the other, he's basically you know DOA for the last twenty years. Right. Um, and he, you know, he, cause they, they wheel him out and they, he comes out and he, you know, he runs his mouth and then he stuns some people and they throw beers at him and, and that's kind of it. But he went out there, he had a fucking hell of a match against Kevin Owens. He did. And you could see, if you watched it very closely, which I did, you could see Kevin Owens like smiling oh, almost he was, the entire match. Yeah, he was, this was his dream. He was loving every freaking second of that match, man. He loved it. I would have too. I don't blame him. I mean, think about it. It's the biggest freaking star in the history of wrestling possibly. I mean, at least in the top five. At least, at least in the top five. At least. And, at the very least. And basically to have him, the, to close out WrestleMania yeah. against that guy and then to have him, then he comes out the next fucking day yeah. and does what would be the worst stunner in the history of the world. <laughs> yes. That <laughs> I mean, was not, quite not the, his fault, but he's holy laughing his shit. ass off. So anyway, back to WrestleMania. I really enjoyed Go ahead. Do you think it's bad? I think it's bad that for the past two decades, uh WWE for their big pay per views like WrestleMania have relied on bringing sixty year olds out of out of retirement as major draws because their young talent can't hack it. I don't think that their young talent can't hack it. I think that the way that the way WWE has progressed over the years, they tame these guys down because they don't, because the, you know, you, all you had to do was listen to Bruce Prichard's uh, podcast. And, and all you, and if you listen to his podcast, you would hear him say, you don't have to do, you know, all the flippy dips and all the do do do, and it's like, yeah, you don't. But some of these wrestlers got big because I mean, Seth Rollins was one of those guys that was doing the flips and the and and all that craziness, and he, you know, like I said, the first five minutes of that match was rest holds, 
And if you watch his other matches, a lot of them are like that. Mm-hmm. And you, I can't. I don't think you can blame him for injuring somebody on a buckle bomb, which he's injured multiple people on a buckle bombs. But at the same time, it's it was a disgust move, and they, you know, I mean, how can you sit there and blame him for somebody taking the move wrong? Just execution. I mean, it's practice. It's not like they. That's the first time they've ever done it. But you know, they they he ha- he had the worst run with moves in the world because, of course, he had the. The stomp, which they took away. Um, they took away his buckle bomb. They took away uh, – he had some kind of crazy flip off of the ropes that they took away. They took away everything. Yeah, but masculinity, you, too. Yeah, but do you think Look it's really him. the moveset? Or well, that, I think his wife took that away. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> do, you think it's, do you think it's the moveset, though, or do you think it's the, the draw of the personality? Because you have these personalities more over than but anything. that's all because – that's of, why they keep bringing Stone Cold back. It's like you said. They bring him back – he stuns someone, beer is blah, 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 and he goes back. Why? Why? Because, of because he's a personality. The stories that were told when he was there. But he's also a personality, though. He came out, and it was, and that's why people love The Rock and Piper and all these people, because they're personalities. Tom, Tom's and they, a good point. And they got he mic does, skills. And I'm not but the rest of these guys look the same. They have long, greasy hair. Yes. They wear black. They're gothic. They're, they're, they're brooding. They're all badasses. They're all the same. They're all carbon copies of each other, mm-hmm. except if you're black. And if you're black, well, you're a carbon copy of someone like Coco Beware, where you're coming out. You're all okay. you're all black. But and this it's is, like the, the problem fine, is but Tom. Who cares about that shit? That's why they keep bringing back Sting and Ric Flair and Stone Cold over the past twenty years because none of their new people can get shit done ever. Uh, That's why they that, when you have a match. And you know who's going to win the fucking match before it starts. How excited can you actually get for that match? The point, while well, that they have too many matches. I agree with that. I don't there's think too that, many pay per views. There's too many TV. T- you need TV, to have that uh, much time. That many pay per views. I I think that at this point it's a sell point for Peacock than more than anything else because Peacock says that their numbers off the pay per views are great. You know what they need to do next? I'm I'm surprised they haven't five w- bucks for Peacock would be great for them. Yeah, you, what what I'm surprised that WWE hasn't done yet, hasn't, hasn't implemented yet. They always like do a gimmick off their partners, like their advertising partners. Yeah. Why don't they have a Peacock wrestler? You know he's. One of these freaking LGBTQIA. Like, yeah, that would um, be up there early. And, like, and, well, gobbledygooker, they, he son. Would, <laughs> he would have to wear something besides black. Yes. And you, you're not Colorful. getting a wrestler that wears more than two colors nowadays because. What you need to do. Except for Finn Balor, who wears black with a rainbow on it. The peacock. Yeah, I'm done with Finn Balor. <laughs> Um, I've been done with him since. Well, how can you not be? Shirt. He lost three goddamn times in one weekend and wasn't on WrestleMania. Yeah, he, I mean, how many times back in the day? <laughs> how many times a week did Hogan and, and Andre the Giant wrestle? Five? I don't seven, know. Seven? Or did they just do it the couple of times that made it a big event? Well, they wrestled an awful lot, but it wasn't on TV. It I was, mean, the stuff that was on TV was only a couple times here and there. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. But that's what Every I'm talking about. Every single fucking combination has been done. Uh huh. Every that's the combination. Problem. That's, the, that's the first problem that they have. The second, they have re- no real competition. And the third, well, none, of their, none, the, fucking none of their draws draw because they're all the same. They have no personality. Constipated they all drop. Days. They all wear black. They all have greasy hair. Who gives a shit? That's why they bring back people like Bless Stone you. Cold and, and Sting because they actually have personalities mm-hmm. that people like. They go, I'm invested in that guy. I'm going to watch him. 
That's why they tried to have Randy Orton go over all the time. He's the legend killer. No one gives a shit because no one gives a shit about him. Uh, how many how many decades has it whatever. been? How many decades has it been? I, I mean, I don't watch it on a week-to-week basis anymore because I got burnt out on the writing. And, you know, basically you have a show – you have two shows a week that are – or actually now we're at three shows a week that are simply put on TV to entertain one 70-year-old man. So it, <laughs> 74-year-old man. That's I mean, that's, that's literally what, what we have is three fucking shows, which ends up being – 10 hours or, or seven hours Bullshit. or whatever the hell it is. Nobody wants to watch that shit. And it's, and it's all just, you know, whatever Vince wants that week. Well, I mean, honestly, there's no continuity. There's yeah. no nothing. Mm-hmm. And the truth of the matter is, is that nobody uh, can give a shit because there's no character builds. There's no, the arcs are just fucking, hey, you never get a payoff. Don't, Please hey. don't do this. We don't, I don't give a shit about them. They don't, he doesn't fucking promote us. <laughs> and I don't really feel like having my ears blown out with that shit again this week. Me neither. Oh, oh fuck it. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm no, 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 no. We're not. We're not. No, we're all gonna wait I. Now. No, 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 no. We're going to talk more. Tom is over there getting his. Um, you fucking blow my ears out again this week and I'm going to be pissed. Bartles and James. Remember Bartles and James? I remember anyway, them. So anyway, the second night I did watch. Yes. Um, and it, it I, I, I really want now. I'll be honest with you. I didn't care for the Johnny Knoxville shit. Yeah, I'm an asshole for not liking it. I just didn't care for it. I didn't care for the giant mouse. Like I enjoyed some of it, yeah. but when they got the giant mouse trap, oh, this is fucking stupid. The giant mouse trap was stupid as shit. Yeah, and that just, I did like throwing the, the him getting thrown into the table with the mouse. That's trap fine. Was cool. That's cool. I love the Wee Man slam. The Wee Man slam was cool. The freaking giant hand was stupid. It was like. Yeah, Come well, on. the giant hand was out of nowhere, and it was kind of funny, dude. It was, from a, <laughs> but the, the, the mousetrap. But the whole wall, thing was just dumb, but and it I, was supposed to be dumb. And I hate Sami Zayn with a passion. I can't stand him. Uh, what else? What other, what, the, the Amos match was stupid. Amos? Um, the, I didn't care for that. I don't like Apollo whatever. What, not, what's his name? Austin Theory. I don't like him. I don't like Austin he Theory just, either. He, he just a, a, it looks like a, a, a – It's just a generic asshole. Generic asshole. Is. I don't care about Pat McAfee. Well, I – I mean, uh, I I'm okay with him getting that match, but if it becomes a thing, I'm, I'm going to be done. done with it. What else was there on the on the card? Well, I mean, of course, you had the secondary match with McAfee and Vince, which oh, was, was kind of ridiculous it because fantastic. It's just McAfee just taking bump after bump after bump. So good, and it was, then freaking, <laughs> and then you have Stone Cold come out, and he goes to kick him. <laughs> And Vince acts like it was a drop kick to the face. That was the best part of the night. I just that was so great <laughs> when Vince sees him comes in and like Vince is like doing the best job. Like he knows oh what's about God. to happen. He knows what's about. He's like doing the calm down things. Like all right, I know what's gonna happen. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, I loved that. I was, loved every moment of it, especially oh. him just taking that the worst stunner St- ever. Ever worst stunner I've ever goddamn ever seen. ever. Ever is worse than his first stunner. Do you remember his first stunner? Yes. Do you remember yes. Linda yes. McMahon's stunner? Oh, that was horrible. Those too. were both horrible. This was worse. And then, <laughs> and then there was a main event. I don't remember that. Oh, that was I, shit. I don't remember the it, main event. Well, first off, it was cut short because apparently <laughs> Roman got hurt. Yeah. But uh, again, it it was shit, dude. It was shit. I mean, if you wanted a pop, you should have had you should have had Brock win. 
Yes. You really should have. Yep. But I'm done. I can't stand. I can't stand Roman Reigns. I can't. Just, I'm sorry. It, Roman, I, Roman Reigns is the new Randy Orton. They want to put him over so bad, and so bad. nobody His likes him. Fucking Chili's necklace is plastic. Well, he. They don't learn their lesson. He got. He got a pop when he went uh, heel. But that's that was fucking over a year I, ago. I don't even dude. care about him. It was anymore. over a year ago. I don't give a shit about him. I don't give a shit about WWE. It just sucks. It's a suck ass product. I don't give a shit about the women's wrestling. I don't give a shit about anything. I will yeah, say Logan Oscar Paul was good. I didn't watch that. It was Logan Paul was pretty goddamn good in in his match. Um, Until Oscar comes back, I don't care. Even at you know even after she comes back, because it'll just be a disappointment. I'm just gonna watch her, and that's it. It'll just She's be a disappointment. Awesome. She's fantastic. She's my favorite. They ruined Oscar. They ruin. They ruin everybody. They ruin everybody, dude. And then they push people that just don't belong being pushed. Right. Like a, Austin out of fucking Theory. Oh. Out of touch. So anyway, that's that's you know, <laughs> WrestleMania. It was far from the worst. I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Yeah. Because my expectations were below the fucking floor, dude. Yeah, it's like when when you have a low bar. Dude, I walked into that when I was not looking forward to a single match except for the Cody stuff. Yeah. And to see what they did with uh, uh, Stone Cold, but I did not expect them to do what they did. That Cody entrance, it just, that was how you do an entrance. Like the announcers aren't talking over it, they just let it happen. It was awesome. Yeah. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> now I like Cody Rhodes again until he starts becoming Cody again. Well, it won't take long, dude. Yeah, I'll They'll fuck that up, too. They'll fuck everything up. So what? So we're, we're doing um, Hudson Hawk uh, today. Yeah. And the reason why we're doing Hudson Hawk is because apparently, unfortunately, the man who changed the action genre has retired yep. from acting because of a condition where he can't communicate with his... Anyone? Like it's, well, let's it's, be honest. When's the last time he's done? I mean, he is like what a big name. Movie. 70? 60, 68. 68? It's been a while, Paul. I think the last one was the remake of uh, the Charles Bronson film. Um, Cop out? No, dude. What? He's not dead. I'm joking. I'm, uh, I'm joking about the the movie, dude. What's it called? What's the Charles? I Bronson don't know. Called? I don't know. It's his Death Wish. Death, Death Wish. Wish. He remade Death Wish. Oh, did he? Yeah. Charles Bronson. And I think that was the last big movie he's done. Um, I don't really remember anything else. I don't remember too many of his movies releasing in theaters lately. Mostly, you know, direct to DVD type shit. Hmm. But I mean, you know, before that, of course, he he had one hell of a career. He did. He did. Yeah, he did. I mean, if you if you again, uh, I, I think he's most notable for a couple of things: moonlighting, which yep. was mm-hmm. a series. I mean, everybody knows moonlighting series, and 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 <laughs> Any, I guess anyone over our age. Our, yeah, even us. We're we're pretty young for that. We're pretty young for that. Um, which was a phenomenal show in the eighties, uh, sitcom in the eighties, musical sitcom in the eighties. Uh, his his diehard movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, real quick, I remember watching some of the Moonlighting episodes, yeah, so and when they were like in some kind of high rise or office building or something, much like most of the like even Gremlins. Mm-hmm. And I remember going, "I'm going to work in an office like that one day when I'm older." And then you're like, "This great sucks. story." And then I'm going to, and then now I'm like. 
I don't want to work in an office like that. When I'm <laughs> <laughs> and uh, nobody is now. Everybody's working from home. <laughs> right, exactly. So, um, but yeah, you remember him from the Die Hard movies, probably most notably for the Die Hard movies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I can't see where it's anything outshines Die Hard. No. No. No, don't say anything else. Don't say, no. like... I'm not. No, it's Die Hard. Die Hard... Die Hard is the greatest Christmas movie of all time, and this is a series. Well, <laughs> you're wrong, by the way. If you think it's not the greatest Christmas movie of all time, it is the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Um, I don't know. 1984, Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol is right. pretty goddamn it's good. Right there, holding hands, holding junk with each other. Yeah, it's gross. So, so, but one of the one of the movies that he's lesser known for. Is 1991's Hudson Hawk. Yeah, and that's unfortunate, dude, because I love this yes. fucking movie. <clears throat> yes, I. The, the weird thing is, is he created you like you said he created the new action genre when he did when he did Die Hard, but he also created a new kind of character, in my opinion, where. It was almost more important to get the one-liner off than it was to actually do the action. Yes, it's a it's aloof. You he know, was a, he was aloof the whole time. Right. I mean, it, now they all had their little one-liners. I mean, you can Schwarzenegger, all of them. It didn't matter who it was. But I kind of feel like Bruce Willis was the one that just said, you know, I I'm more important. It's more important for me to say something funny than to beat the shit out of this guy. Because it's not like he ever really did kung fu or anything like that. It was always half the time he's getting his ass kicked, and then somehow he pulls it out in the end. And that was his style. And I think that that style comes through in two movies more than anything else, and that is The Last Boy Scout and Hudson Hawk. And, and the reason is, and Hudson Hawk is a weird fucking movie, but you have to approach it like you're watching like a Laurel and Hardy film. Yes. Or Three Stooges do. because it's not a straight action film. It is much more of a gimmicky like there's all these like sound effects and and goofiness yeah, It's in a lot the of movie. goofiness. Did, um, did we cover Last Boy Scout? No, not yet. We haven't done that? No. God damn. No. It's a great movie. Great oh, fucking movie. Man. My, it, it is, Are you sure? It was, my, it was one of my favorite films for the longest. No, because we did um, Die Hard and Die Hard 2. Mm. Because that was Die Hard and the did. fucking air. I'm wrong. We had to do that. We had to do that. But uh, neither. It doesn't matter. Either Pull way. the docket. But as you were saying, Paul, this, this movie is you don't see these, this type of movie in Hollywood anymore. No. No, 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 is, no, 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 no. It's just, it was almost like it was... Just a couple of guys getting together on the weekend just to make a film is yeah. almost the feeling that you get watching this movie. <laughs> it, it, there's no seriousness to it. It's very, very, you know, slapstick, uh, Three Stooges very, style yes. or Laurel and Hardy or, yes. you know, that kind of style film. Even, I mean, I, even Chaplin, a little bit of Chaplin in there. Yeah. When they, you know, but the best part, of course, is they, they lean heavily on his history of being a singer. Yes, which and, was awesome. You know, because he was originally, he was a country singer before he became a movie star. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you have that heavy influence, lots of singing between oh, him and Danny Aiello. That was awesome. And you awesome. cannot 
beat that combination. It's almost like a Frank Sinatra and um, uh, uh, um, Sammy Davis Jr. Sammy Davis. Yeah, it combo. was, and, and it's beautiful. I mean, you watch that. I mean, their their screen presence with each other. There, it just was. It was. It was great. It was great. Yeah. You don't see that in Hollywood much anymore. It was fantastic. And the sad thing is, is, is half the people that watch this movie are gonna fucking hate. They're it. gonna hate it because it actually got it, it. It was. It was apparently a box. Well, it wasn't a box. It was a flop. Bar. It was a flop. It went over budget, uh, and it was panned by the critics. Oh yeah. Well, the critics absolutely Fuck fucking the, hated fuck these. The I hate the but every time a critic hates a movie, I, it it it's goes up one gl- notch for me. Exactly. Because I I cannot tell you. There's only about a handful of films that was critically acclaimed that I actually like. Yes. And it, it, it's so far in, in between, it's, it's ridiculous. And, and, and again, it's an original movie. You, it was genius how they incorporate the singing. Yes. Because that was a way they kept, kept time with each other. Uh, I like the, the incorporation of uh, Da Vinci and like that. that so I had never seen this movie. Oh okay. wow! Okay, yeah. and I'm watching the beginning. I'm like, "What the, what the hell is fuck this? is going on?" Here? <laughs> and I'm like, "Where's what?" And then even afterwards, I'm like, "Okay, I'm waiting for this to tie in." And then once it does, you're like, oh, "Okay, okay." Mm. You, it took me a, it took me probably 15 minutes just to like adapt right. to what this movie was was about. But once I did. It was great. Yeah, it, it, well, that beginning scene with Da Vinci is is so different than the rest of the yeah, film. Yeah. But it's still got a little bit of the flavor of the film. Of course, you have the Mona Lisa with the really bad teeth. That was that was pretty funny. And you've got uh, you, now the the funny thing is Sophia. She's like, I mean, of course she was joking, but she's losing her mind. Da Vinci never flew. He never got a fly. He, he he tried to build something that had wings that moved. He was an idiot. <laughs> she's, she's fucking going off on a rant because uh, oh, Trey had never seen it. Okay. So she had seen it with me because I literally just watched this movie a month and a half ago. No shit, really? Because it, it came on Netflix. It's and I'm Netflix, like, yeah. Sophie's never seen this. So I'm like, we're going to sit down and watch this shit. I love this movie. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. And Trey, you know, of course, watching it for this week's uh broadcast uh trey my oldest son was there and um or my second oldest son i should say uh he was there and um she's just like fucking with him the whole movie like uh, i i you know kind of like mansplaining the film to him that's awesome that's fantastic <laughs> it's so great that's fantastic she has got my personality down <laughs> to a t it's that's sick. fantastic <laughs> so she's just like going on and on and on about it. Da Vinci could never—he could never get this damn thing to fly. I don't know what they're doing. This is ridiculous. <laughs> of course, the the whole time there's alchemy going on in yeah. the other room, which, you know, to give the five minute rundown of the movie, Da Vinci came up with a way to turn lead into gold mm-hmm. uh, using um, to adding a proton. Of course, this is obviously ridiculous, but um, obviously. you know, alchemy was a big thing back then. Yeah, it was a huge thing. Huge thing. And and it really boiled out of a – he was making a bronze statue, and they ran out of bronze because a war op- uh, came out, and so they didn't have any bronze to finish the statue, so he was trying to make lead into bronze, and he accidentally made lead into gold. 
So then we flash forward, uh, you know, to present day, which at the time would have been like the 90s. Um, and you have Hudson Hawk, who is a uh, cat burglar, mm-hmm. is getting out of prison after a 10-year or 20-year uh, prison. He gets out. He's got a best friend, um, Tommy, and he gets blackmailed into doing a job the day he gets out. So he's stealing Da Vinci shit. There's three pieces of Da Vinci shit that he needs to steal. And one is from a uh, an art museum in New York. Yep. One is from the Vatican. And then the third one was supposed to be from the Louvre. And essentially it was three different Da Vinci pieces that have these crystals inside that are needed for the machine to create the lead into gold. So then you have these two rich lunatics. They are lunatics. Uh, which at first, I you honestly cannot tell if they're brother and sister or if they're married, but I'm pretty sure they're married. I don't know. I hope they're married <laughs> because they were literally, you know, you were, you know, you knew they were having sex with each other. So I'm hoping they were married and not brother and sister. But it maybe the whole it becomes questionable added, at, at added to the points. lunacy. So anyway, these people are like billionaires. And they find out about the Da Vinci thing, Mm -hmm. and they're trying to get the crystals so that they can then create gold and flood the market with all this gold that makes gold completely worthless. And then they will somehow take over the world based on this concept. Like the whole concept. The concept was was gold was backed by the world current world economies, but by the nineties, I don't. When did we? When did we... Uh, we went off the gold standard in uh, when it was still um, Nixon. Nixon so I think it had been a while standard. since a lot of countries have... I mean, of course, nowadays, uh, What's wrong Putin now? put the ruble back on the, on the gold standard. And, of course, China's probably going to do something similar because China has most of our gold because we allowed them to purchase it. So it's... Uh, but that assumes that most... They were assuming most currencies are backed by gold. So which would ruin them because there would be so much gold it would flood the 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 market everything was going with gold. Yeah, I just didn't understand how they were gonna take over based on that concept. Well, the market if everyone's economies collapse, I don't know, something, something, something profit. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> like my that's like one of my kids sits there and says, you know, first we do this, then we do that, and then one, two, three profit right so something <laughs> like that but they're, they're i don't lunatics, know what the steps so. are to get from you know planning to but, profit but it's there <laughs> but the fun thing was the this movie was was essentially a comedy action yes. so no one it didn't matter no no it no, was no. It, it was a thing that had that was it was there it was and the it was the catalyst the That's personality all of the of, of the the actors themselves <clears throat> you just wanted to see them do whatever they were doing Oh, shit, yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, the, the like Jimmy said, the screen presence of Danny Aiello and and uh, Bruce Willis in this film together, it, it's like they were brothers. I mean, it, it, you well, the really the cast, felt though, it. There was a lot of, there was a lot of uh, famous Oh, yeah. There, you had Frank Stallone um, was in this. Who, you John, had, what was the guy, the, the, the main CIA, John... Was it Corden or Coda? Cord, Corbin. Or, no, Cor- not Corbin. Corden. But you recognize his voice. Yeah, you'll, you'll recognize, know, you'll his recognize voice. him. And um, also, uh, you had David Caruso. Yep. Which we we have uh, done <laughs> one or two of his uh, films in the past. Jade. Wasn't he in Jade? He was in Jade, and, and the movie we did was um, the Nick Cage one. Um, 
Suck my ass. <laughs> what was it called? <laughs> I can't remember. Jimmy we, knows the we, name we of did, it. We but did, we did Jade. Uh, just yeah, to, we did Jade, and we did his other film. What's the other movie? Uh, Nick Cage and Danny uh, Caruso. Oh, um, Kiss. Kiss of Death. Kiss of Death. That's, that's it. Right. That's, right. that's right. Caruso wasn't his movie. Yes, right. yes. So, and, uh, uh, and his role's great in it too. It's my favorite role that well, David Caruso does. He's it was exce- uh, he's like, it was like uh, well they're all named after candy bars, right? Right. And so he's over there being a weirdo <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. That he goes up behind Bruce Willis and he's doing exactly what Bruce Willis is doing the whole time. <laughs> And then Bruce Willis just does one of these little backhands to the face. Of course, then later, and and when they capture capture and and, and Andy McDowell's character, yeah, and then she, and he's dressed. He's as Andy dressed. Exactly, he's dressed. Yes. As yes. yes. <laughs> he's dressed as a statue at one point in time. Yes. Right. He's he is. It is my favorite role that David Caruso ever did, including that freaking CSI. Oh. Even though that shit just makes oh. makes me laugh every time I watch one of those. The intro to CSI Miami, yeah. where he's just like, he gives the corny joke, and then they go. Then he got a uh, dog shit face Sandra Bernhardt in this movie. God, she's so ugly. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I, I, she was never attractive, but <sighs> it was the the couple years there for a couple years in the late eighties, early nineties. Sandra Bernhardt got really big because she was friends with Madonna and she was friends with um, that why? I had no Roseanne. Idea. I had no idea that was why. Oh, yeah. That's Me why. Neither. I just thought it was like, oh, there's well, somebody. She was a stand-up comedian <laughs> at the time and she became, she was close friends with Madonna and close friends with Ro- Roseanne and between the two of them, they promoted her up into something that she never was mm. because she mm. was, she's good at the, the role in this movie, but she kind of plays that same character all the time. She the, does. The, the annoying. Un, her, annoying. Everything unhinged. about her is just annoying. Like, disgusting. Right. Oh, maybe you gotta find, maybe you gotta find your thing and then just milk it to death. And that's what she did. Yeah, I mean, she only lasted a couple years. Burned out because Hollywood got, got a whole, like... Well, I think she also, I, I don't, I'm not 100% sure, but I thought she had some drug or alcohol issues. Um, that caused her to have to, to back off a little bit. But um, it doesn't matter. Whatever happened to her, it doesn't matter. Um, I thought the cast was, was generally uh, well cast. Yeah. I don't, I don't think yeah, anyone yeah, was yeah. like, what the heck And it's that? not a lot of big-name stars. There's a couple, you know, like you said, there's a couple of them People in there. you recognize. Right. But uh, overall, it's a, you know, uh, the Frank Stallone cameo is pretty good. Um. He plays an Italian mobster. Yeah, you can tell that he's a Stallone. Yeah, yeah, dude. He looks so much <laughs> like Sly. I mean, he, he's obviously like a, a doughier version of Sly, but. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I thought it was well done. But do you realize at this point we have done more movies with Frank Stallone than Sylvester Stallone? Really? Yes. Frank Stallone was in Rocky 1 and 2 and this movie. So it's and I believe he was in another movie that we did, but I cannot for the yeah. life of me remember what it you was. You might be correct, Paul. I think we've done four Frank Stallone films. So you, are you saying we have a Frank Stallone bias? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we did everything Caruso did. All three films. <laughs> all three films. So what would you give this movie, Paul? Jesus, we're already at that? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, 
I, I absolutely love this film. I, I love it. It's not for everyone. No. You know, I have to give that caveat. I, I think a lot of a lot of people will love it or hate it. And but me personally, I go about I think I'm gonna go an eight and a half on this. Eight and a half is it's a very strong film. Mm-hmm. It's my one of my favorite by Bruce Willis. Um it's not my favorite. My favorite is by far the last Boy Scout. And I love Die Hard as well, but this is, is right up there. Mm-hmm. And of course Blind Date. That's that's another film that a lot of people kinda forget. Color um, of Night is probably my Color favorite. of Night is a fucking wonderful film. Oh, what was the one oh. he did with the asteroid? Armageddon. Uh, Armageddon. Armageddon. Yeah. I can't remember what I was like. Steven Tyler. But let me tell you something. Color of Night, which I wanted to originally do, because I just I love that movie. And I well, love Color of Night is a great film. And not just because. And nobody knows that film. Exactly. And it, Jane March is hot balls, dude. Just, oh, my God. Like, just. God damn. Damn it, man! Oh. When she's fully dressed, you want to come. Dude, I mean, it's a it's obscene. We, I remember how we hot saw, Jane March we was. We saw that movie in a theater. Yeah, and you Glimmer. jerked me off for I the did. whole second half. I, it was wonderful. I besides, I mean, it was like, oh, Jane March. Holy shit, dude! So I don't know what happened to her. I don't. I don't remember any films before or oh. after this movie. But she was just that was it. Turbo fucking hot dude, in this one movie. And, you no, know, it's something that she was very. Good looking, but she just this aura of just sexuality oh, about her, just like, <laughs> yeah, it was sick. It was every part of that movie is just sick, and it's well, just and feminism it, killed that. <laughs> dude, I remember. So there was only one other when I was working at Suncoast in the mall mm-hmm. when it was a mall Suncoast. and not a closet. There, I mean, it was like a random Saturday afternoon at two o'clock. I'm in there, and everybody's coming in. You didn't put this on. Huh? You did not put on Color of Night. No. Okay. No. <laughs> I, I wish I would have. But. Yeah, it was Tom. Oh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> this woman walks in that had that same just sexual aura about her. Oh, okay. And just the way she carried herself. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sucking on a lollipop. Before she comes in, because I'm bored, you know, right. doing whatever the hell. And I think my mouth was like this wide open mm-hmm. with a lollipop just like hanging out. I, I was just mesmerized just the way she was talking. Like, my God. Holy fuck. That just happened to me. You better put that lollipop away, little kid. Dude. Oh, yeah. I think I was raw that night. Are you sick? I, I, mean, I, was, six? I was raw that Seven? night. I had to walk bow-legged for like next yeah. week. I Jane tell you, March is that hot. and there and there are, there's a that is a great cast in that movie as well. Uh, it's not just Jane March and Bruce Willis. There's a bunch of other people in that movie, and it's been too long since I've seen it. So, well, that's two that's two Bruce Willis movies that you've mentioned that we haven't done yet. There's plenty of Bruce Willis films that we haven't. She's done. She's only 49 years old. Oh my god! Fucking uh, like perhaps, I said, Blind Date is a good. Perhaps film. we should do a Bruce Willis month. I thought about that. I've also thought that what we might be doing a little bit this uh, uh, is doing like double headers, where you know we just pick one major star and do two of their. Movies. We could do that. That sounds good. So yeah, I don't know. I because I had one at home mm. and then I completely forgot what those two movies were. So oh, right. fuck it. I anyway, so yeah, that. I'm I I'm gonna that. go eight and a half. I mean, this is one of my favorite Bruce Willis films. 
Uh, I love Color of Night as well. Um, I think it's a great thriller, mm-hmm. but that's that's for another time. We are going to cover that eventually. Trust me. Yeah, if we can I, ever, if it ever strand stream somewhere. Serious. Oh, such a great Jesus movie. Christ, Tom. What do you think? Well, uh, despite the fact that I had no idea what was going on in the beginning, and it, I acclimated pretty, you know, quickly. I like the cast. I like I like the the the, uh, the humor. I mean, I enjoyed it. I give it an eight. I liked it. I think it was well done too. Well done. I'm going to give it a 8.5 as well. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of reasons why. I think it's an original movie. I enjoyed the interaction between um, Danny Aiello and Bruce Willis. Um, I and it was entertaining to me. Like I watched, I was like, "This is." I forget how good this movie is. We don't have this anymore. No, Hollywood it's is just so rare. You get out. one of these every once in a while, yeah. but it's so rare. Well, in the beginning, though, it reminded me a lot. So this came out in, what, 91, which is essentially the 80s because it was probably filmed maybe in 1990. It was it was right. the straddling that. When did Prince of Thieves come out? 89? 91? Ooh, I don't I mean, it was, uh, it was pretty it much. Was it was right around that same it time. It kind of reminded me of that, too, where we had a lot of, like, there's large shots of, like, medieval architecture with fields and, you know, the, the music and the. The, the the swelling string, you know, the orchestra and stuff, and it came kind of reminded me of that a little bit, and and then of course it went into, you know, Airfingers quote modern day, and I'm like, oh yeah, oh this is what this is, okay, yeah, I, I mean you, you sit through those first uh, eight minutes of the film. Yeah. And and it has almost nothing to do with the rest of the film. It's just set up. Oh. And once once you see Bruce Willis, that's when the film really starts. And it's it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Speaking of phenomenal movies, yes. Next week. Yep. Next week. <laughs> next week. We film. we are covering. We're going all the way the hell back to <laughs> 1983. Chopping the tarts. Chop- Cho- chopping oh the yeah, tarts. we are. We are. Um, it's chop- topping the charts, not chopping. The chopping tarts. the tarts. Chopping the tarts. Chopping the pop tarts. We're gonna be covering 1983 <laughs> sci-fi fantasy medieval. I don't know. Cult I'm sure you could compl- <laughs> come up with a bunch of other names for what this movie is. Stephen Powell, crawl, crawl. Anyway, have a great week, everybody. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye.